You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Ba-da-ba. Hello, Riverdale gang. Everything's back to normal this week. I'm here. We're in Canada. It's fine. Everything's <laughs> fine. How are you? Um, so convincing. Uh, welcome to the Riverdale Gang Watch Along Critical Commentary Podcast of our favorite Dark Sugar Trash show, recorded here on unceded Tsleil-Waututh, Musqueam, and Squamish territory, on a map that will look like Vancouver, BC, if you're joining us for the very first time. Ooh, gosh, I'm happy to be back on unceded Tsleil-Waututh, Musqueam, and Squamish territory. Where'd you go? I didn't go anywhere. You you went somewhere, and I went into my own head in a theater backspace, and it's a confusing, scary, artistic place, and it was fine, and it was fine, and it was great. And I ran some lights, and I ran some tech. And now I'm resting. So this is code for, uh, it wasn't fine. <laughs> Ryan stage managed. It does things to my head, but it went very well. Yes. It's fine. It's done. It's done. It's good. I ran into our Dr. Cuddy Jr. at the show, actually. He was working our merch booth one day. Oh, yeah. We were going to perhaps organize an interview with him, but we have not gotten to it yet. It's true, but uh, I know he has listened to the podcast, so hey, Nick. Hey, Nick. <laughs> uh, maybe we talk to you sometime soon. Um, there's a cat crawling over us, which is also overwhelmingly wonderful. Tazzy's being very friendly today. She is. Um, I mean, like most cats, she's interested in Ryan because he's allergic to her. It's true of my subtle body language saying, saying, please, please f*** off, but you're so cute. Please screw off, in oh, fact. I'm going to have to beat myself in editing. Dang it. <laughs> wow, I'm sleepy from tech week. By the way, if we haven't said so yet, uh, I'm Chloe. I'm Ryan. Hello. Hi. Um, this is a show about Riverdale, despite everything we've said so far. <laughs> Um, is there anything about the world being on fire that we need to talk about today? Um, it's record-breaking warm today in Vancouver. Oh, it's May good. and we've got a high of 28, which is lovely, but, you know, a little odd. Yes. It's so, real nice weather. I learned something interesting about, so um, forest fire season in yeah. um, BC <laughs> has gotten out of control in the last three years. Yeah. Um, we have a smoke <clears throat> season here now. We do. Um, and so I learned that in correlation to the temperature... Mm-hmm. The forest fires are not unusual. Yeah. Um, so that part is normal. It's just that um, the temperature. now it, it normally <laughs> this happens like not in April and May. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, climate change. Women in heat, feeling the consequences, feeling the literal heat and smoke. But this is kind of the strange Zen bubble where everything's actually really pretty and clear. Yes. Pre-apocalypse. Like we're in a storm eye. Weather-wise, this is this is like a good season potentially. Yeah, it's true. Um, our summer now, I guess, is just the end of April to like the second week of June, and then <laughs> everything's on fire until the first week of October. It's about that's about it. Yeah, I'm gonna order my air masks in advance for my asthma. <sighs> I already have one, which I'm very happy with. So that's all that's on fire in our immediate world, I think. Yeah, for the most part. Ocasio Cortez finally made one mistake, but it was so minor. What did she do? But she got called out by Pamela Anderson, who it turns out is, like, really intellectual and well-educated. Yeah, Pam, well, I mean, Pamela <laughs> Anderson is wonderful, although doesn't she work quite a bit with PETA? Per, like, she's hella vegan, so I would assume so. Yeah, like, PETA I think, is I a, think she's vegan, I'm PETA sorry, is a I don't deeply know. flawed organization, much as I agree with many of their goals. Yes, same. Um, I, I think Ocasio-Cortez didn't use quite the right language in talking mm. about the Venezuelan 
debacle. That is a nuanced one that I... Yeah, and Pamela Anderson was like, um... And I think that they... I I trust these two women to come to uh, an intelligent, nuanced conclusion about this conversation that they're having. To actually discuss and debate with each other rather than just scream talking points. Although I do want to point out the problem of like... Um, young woman of color makes one mistake and an older white lady just kind of steps in and is like, no. That's a real thing. It's a real thing. That's a, that's, that's a thing. That's a thing. Also, <laughs> Venezuela is a thing. I honestly, I, yeah, yikes. Yikes. I am not educated enough to talk about it. Yep. I solidly do not know enough about the details to take a stance. I know that it is a greatly growing conflict that is really bad for the Venezuelan people. And there's a lot of political, uh, interference as well but we all watch the news we also watch riverdale we do i liked this week i want to talk about this week yeah it it was an escape from reality which is what i wanted yeah i didn't i didn't love it um to Mm. be honest um i think i'm just unfortunately i'm just comparing it to the first two season end Mm -hmm. games which which i was really invested in and i'm just very annoyed by the return of the black hood uh, yep, fair. The Black Hood as, like, a mini-boss, a third-season mini-boss, is kind of weird. Um, I am here for the final bringing together of, uh, the farm plot is going somewhere I didn't see it going, and I like it. Like, I'm here for an actual explanation for the farm. I'm here for these plots coming to a head. I'm here for the, uh, the, the king. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the reveals we got, and I'm here especially for Veronica's arc. Yeah. Now, in, in the past two seasons, I feel like the, um, the endgame has achieved a major escalation, but I would, I would posit that this season began escalated. This season has been, um, rolling, rolling genre explosions. And so for me to... To see the show loop back this episode into a bit more of a overarching plot mm-hmm. to resolve some grand business, um, I was very satisfied with that. Oh, um, yeah. I, I don't think they could have gone any bigger. I don't think there is a bigger for them to go in television, really. Fair. Um, as far, far as what they've done and where they've gone this season. Fair, fair. Okay. Yeah. That's, so, a, that's a good argument. Coming, coming in with that attitude i was very satisfied this week um i was also i i did not love last week uh and so it was this was this picked it up for me cool last week was a little bit of a weird blur i didn't watch it until friday uh which is also weird my one of my um high school friends uh called me to complain about the red hood because you know i podcast about this stuff Mm -hmm. and i literally hadn't seen it yet and it was a weird moment of wait What's my life? <laughs> I can't. I'm, I'm an expert in this tiny niche television show, and I'm not even. What's happening? <laughs> um, so I had to catch up, and yeah, Black Hood is weird. I like. I actually am here for the hook hand. Like, if they're gonna go all out, they're they're going all out with the hook yeah, hand and the true. like. You know, they've committed at this point. And I can respect what they've committed to, as absurd and ridiculous as it is. All right, all right. Yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah. I'm here for that explanation. Right, Tazzy? Yeah. I think, I'm not sure if that's an, you're petting me wrong 
meow, or that's a, I don't want to be pet, but I want to sit on you, meow. I don't quite speak cat. No, apparently cats' um, meows are uh, supposed to imitate humans. So when you're meowing back at it, hey, do not bite the guests. <laughs> Go away. Yeah. Sorry. We're, we're, we're speaking cat, speaking human. It yeah. must confuse them, so. Yes. <laughs> We're all confused. All right, shall we watch it? Let's watch Riverdale, gang. Okay, so we're all synced up. No ads. We're back in Canadian Netflix. Into the watch on Netflix yes. with the Badooms to sync up. Yes, are you Badooming or am I Badooming? I'll Badoom. Okay. All right, team. Let's watch a Riverdale. Uh, Badoom. Bah. Bum, bum, bum. And now, last time on Riverdale. Oh, we perhaps want captions, hey? That would help me because I prefer to pay attention to red words and spoken things that I speak rather than what they speak. There's a lot of information that flies at us while we podcast, Chloe. I guess that's true, yeah. (laughs) Our brains have become very strange filters. Taking in this visual weird color flash and just regurgitating analysis yeah it's like driving i was driving here this morning thinking it's super weird that i can just automatically pilot this giant machine in a straight line and you know not die it's true it's so weird it's amazing that it's real it's amazing that anything is real to be honest at this point is how i'm feeling existence is surreal gang that makes riverdale a good match for the life of today So, two serial killers running around. Possibly three? Uh, Our reveals about Edgar lead me to a nice possibly three. Because, <laughs> That's not really serial killing so much as serial harvest. Depends uh, which harvesting. organs you take. It's true. If it was a heart, that's true. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like no one who's down for building an organ selling business has the ethics to stop at just the replaceable organs you know yeah like that that's a that's a that's a slippery slope so here's the question does evelyn do evelyn alice and polly know Mm. i mean the fact that cheryl and tony didn't means that polly probably doesn't but i would Mm. i would guess that evelyn does yeah well i'm excited to get back to that evelyn scene today because I, i feel like we got our first crack of the teen evelyn facade today this episode. Mm-hmm. Hello, Hermione. I I want more of Hermione. Yeah. Mayor Hermione is real, real important. Correct. Um, love her dress, P.S. Also, um, is this a real takedown of Hiram? I hope it is. I'm so over this villain. I like that his overarching motivation just wraps around to, um, I'm going to capitalism my way into a solution and that is the great evil of this season for him that's like the resolution of his plot yeah he's dealing drugs yeah he's running profit prisons yeah he's running child fight clubs but it's all just straight up money and like that's a real thing (laughs) that's one of the realest motivations for a villain that i've seen in a while television (laughs) true um I wonder if uh, season four of Riverdale is going to be like, I think it's season four of Buffy, mm. where the villain is their own demons. Mm. I mean, that. we're definitely leaning into that arc with Betty, and I I am down that rabbit hole. Um, 
I'm not sure if I can spend much more time with Archie alone with his demons. Yeah, did there's get a, been a lot of that. Yeah, I just want I want to see Archie not alone. I can deal with everyone else's demons. Um, I'm excited to explore Veronica in a place of rest and recharge. Yeah. Also, um, Betty wearing the farm t-shirt just, like, scared me. I yep. didn't like it. Yep, it was unsettling. Another Sarah Florence alum. Loving this. I am loving Molly Ringwald just being connected. I yeah. know exactly the calls that you need to make to say, take down a mob boss with an FBI sting. That's pretty great. That's, yeah. She's, she is an interesting interjection. Um, as much as I, I see where Fred would have fit this role in this arc very well. Um, like, really spectacular work stepping in on, for Molly yeah. Ringwald. Yeah. Totally fun. Totally healthy family dynamics. Well, the fact, okay, so the fact that Polly is actually Betty in the room. What? Um, you didn't notice that? What? Okay, we'll, we'll get back to that. <laughs> I was very sleepy oh, okay, when I watched so this, this last said, night. So these jeans, are those real? Do you know anything about this? This sounds like... A serial killer jean? I, I am not acquainted with this. Yeah. Um, I... It just seems like, it seems like something that would have, like, mm-hmm. I think that th- this sounds familiar. It mm-hmm. makes me feel like there has been a report that maybe serial killers have these genes, but there's no, it's not, mm-hmm. it, there's no, like, correlation is not causation. Like, that hasn't been. Yeah, like, I don't think, I don't think there yeah. is an established, the way that there are certain, uh, there are very few genetic disorders that are, like, high likelihood, um, I think Huntington's disease is one where there's a one in four chance that it will develop. Uh, I don't think any behavioral genes um, have ever been so fully correlated. Yeah. Um, you know, this in itself is a little bit of a pop psych hyperbole, but that fits within the world of Edgar, which is itself quite a um, uh, nasty pseudo-psychoanalysis. Right, like yeah, like there's there's a suggestion that there's a hypnotherapy co- component here, and uh, that is very hypothetical pop psychology yeah. abuse. Um, I do have to put in that um, hypnotherapy has been used to great comforting effect at births. Yeah, I my therapist yeah. does hypno once in a while, and it is just like guided relaxation. It is the best. Yeah, um, I. I love variations of hypnotherapy, um, but this fantasy hypnotherapy of the like nineteen forties horror psychoanalysis yeah. is it, it, it's a it's a specific type of media magic that is hearkening to a real um, abusive dynamic in a, a lot of psychoanalysis, especially yeah. early psychoanalysis. Um, Freud's work with a lot of women. Um, with a lot of uh, housewives and the development of the con- concepts of hysteria. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of powerful male psychoanalyst manipulating his uh clients yeah yeah i super didn't clock that not this not in this scene this actor is obviously lily reinhardt but in the next scene it's the actor who plays polly i super didn't clock that yep 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 and interesting like so Polly, so Polly knows something. Watching the magic of the farm. <gasps> what does 
Christmas, Polly and Jason and Edgar. That's behind all of this. Oh, yeah. If Jason's alive, that changes everything for Polly, doesn't it? Yeah. Ooh. No wonder she'd that's like be into the farm. Yeah. And having her kids adopted by the farm. Well, yeah, their parents are both members, apparently. Maybe. Yeah. Now, that's going to... That's going to open some interesting Cheryl doors if Jason is truly alive. Yeah. Uh, to say nothing of some interesting what the heck happened in season one doors. Yeah, no kidding. Um, given the whole snuff film. Yeah. So does that mean that uh, original Blossom Daddy Clifford? Clifford and or his identical twin who we found out out of the blue who is also dead. Did neither of them actually die? Who knows? I'm exhausted. It's Riverdale. No one's dead but Dilton Doily. Oh, Dilton. (laughs) Dilton and Ethel are the only true deaths. Ethel's not dead. Oh, not Ethel. uh, Midge. Yeah. Dilton and Midge are the only true deaths. Um... I am quite intrigued by uh, the the pseudo-psychology of Edgar. Um, I kind of like these trappings that they put upon him. Oh, yeah. Uh, especially in this this old monastery, this old abbey and church. Um, it's removed enough from the actualities of mental health care, the actualities of therapy, that it doesn't feel, um, to me, to be leaning into a lot of harmful stereotypes. Um, which is something I, I see very often in television. Very sloppy handlings of therapy that are um, misrepresented to follow the character's arc. Um, mm, Grey's Anatomy is a great choice. Ridiculous medical drama. The characters frequently go to therapy, but it is always therapy for plot purposes. And the oh. therapist always <laughs> says what needs to be said to resolve the plot, rather than, you know, appropriate therapeutical, therapeutic relations. Yeah. That's funny. So, like... Obvious evil psychiatry, that is obvious evil from the beginning, and just, like, broken, veiled abuse. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm intrigued to see it in this form, in this context. I had no idea where this ball of wax was going, but I like where it went, but I just, like, was like, mm-hmm, I have mm-hmm. no idea. I agree. Um, introducing these little visual metaphors was super neat. Um, it felt very cinematic to me. Oh, yeah? Uh, some of the play out of, like, bringing in repeated visual motifs is more than I usually get from a television show, a single standalone episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the, the layering of, um, Betty's discoveries, there's a lot of foreshadowing, I think, in this episode, very well put together. Yeah, I like it. And I, I really like these Betty Jug phone calls. Like, throughout yeah. the last two seasons, they've had such good... Different adventures, but comparing notes together, check-ins. I, I like watching them operate that way. Yeah, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like kind of liked this scene for some reason, but I can't really put my finger on why. Mm. I guess I just like seasons where people get or seasons scenes <laughs> where people get discovered by characters that I know fairly well already. Mm. Only $20? Like, that's not going to buy a teenager these days. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's like a new pair of headphones. That's it. Yep, that's very true. Like earbuds. That's not... I mean, it depends the scale of betrayal, I guess. A random kid who gave you a note and said, here, bring this to someone else, to someone else, to someone else. 
Yeah. That's not quite a loyalty chain. I might I might sell that up the up the river for twenty bucks. Fair That's enough. lunch. That's true, it is lunch. <laughs> Yum. But you're right, it's not much of a bribe. So, our farmy kids. Yeah, who evidently are having their organs harvested. Yep. You keep your scalpel out of my fangs. I... And out of my Tony, thank God. I am less than impressed with this episode's treatment of some of the farmy babies. Um, I am super unimpressed, Fangs and Kevin, in the participation in Violent Evil. Um, yep, like physical yeah. pain. <sighs> yeah, so obviously Cheryl has actually been seeing real Jason. It would seem, wouldn't it? I guess. Which and, is but amazing. It, but, like, who knows if Edgar and Jason... Mm. Well, they must be. Polly's way too chill. Yeah. I mean, the fact that Alice is seeing her dead son is interesting. Is very interesting. Yeah. Is that Jason dressed up as... What's it? Mm-hmm. But by the same metric, is this Polly Shit. dressed up as Betty? As Dark Betty? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I don't like that Fangs and Kevin seem to have gotten together vaguely off screen, sort of, but not really. That's yeah, a bit of a cop out. Their promposal wasn't included in the episode. Yep. And then the, the promposal was like, the only part we got was Fangs practicing the promposal on Evelyn as like an extra feature. Oh, yeah. No, I think that's that's the part that, I believe that was the part that I was expecting. Oh. But I, I don't think I saw that. Yeah, it was an extra on the CW website. Oh, Boo. Yeah. Insufficient character development. For them to go full cult evil. I'll talk to that when we get to those scenes, but I like Cheryl's reaction. I did not like Kevin and Fang's reaction to yeah, the reveals. Yeah, that was too bad. That was disappointing. That, um, like, but, like, I'm disappointed in the characters, not necessarily in the writing choice. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm reminded a little bit of Ambrose's boyfriend in season two, Sabrina. I wanted oh, yeah. to root for him, but he was a jerk. Yeah. He was a jerk. Yeah, season two, Sabrina, can endorse. Yeah. This is maybe a weird comment for me, but I'm done with all these steam room scenes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm over it. I'm over it. This means nothing to me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I thought this was like, I mean, it's an interesting, it's an interesting, like, little situation. And apparently, um, KJ Apa and, um, mm -hmm. Consuelos, I've forgotten his first name, Mark, Mark, um, are like, like, all of their Instagram stories together are, like, hysterically funny, I have to say. So evidently they Excellent. have good, like, off-screen chemistry and they wanted to, like, yeah, the sh I'm sure the Lean show the wanted to use that. Yeah, I, I like these two characters on screen. I'm just ready for the resolution of boxing. I will admit that. Yeah, I'm ready for the resolution of Hiram. I just want him to go away. Yeah. It's a, like, I, I don't know why. Like, because I, I, honestly, I like the type of villainy that he represents. Yep. Capitalism, buying people out, toxic masculinity. I just want him to see him properly beaten. Yeah. For, um, for once, at least. Even if it's temporary, I want to see him lose. It's a great person to lose. The capitalist jerk dad. Yeah. Especially with Veronica winning. Yeah. Yeah, so this this Polly reference thing to yeah. Dark Betty's past deeds. That nice that's a, that's quite a flag. 
I like this vintage ice cream box and this like ice cream bribe. And she's all like, yeah, I'll bite. <laughs> I also love that they share it. Oh, siblinghood's so nice. And that I really like that Jughead says, draw me a map. He doesn't say, lead the way, Jellybean. He does the responsible adult thing that I no know. one has ever done for him. Yes, he's very good at looking after his sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need you to draw me a map. Yeah, this is a reasonable response to your the child yeah. who's giving you info. Um, I enjoyed in uh, the pacing of this episode that we we were along for the ride with Betty on how extreme this experience is. Like she brave, kind of bravely went forward through with what a session with Edgar looks like. Yeah, and we get to see the actual impact and effect on her before. She switches modes and starts investigating fully. Yeah. Like, like she jumps in with both feet, and that is brave, bold, maybe stupid, but brave, bold, interesting TV choices. Right, Dazzy? Dazzy right. agrees. I think Betty's my new favorite character. Oh, easily. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, Cheryl, Cheryl is still a character that I am most invested in. Kevin has burnt some bridges, but he is still my baby, and I still want to see what happens to him. But Betty is the most riveting of the leads to me right now, hands down. Yeah, she's my favorite lead. That might be a better way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. I did not clock that this was... Well, I think this is still Lily Reinhardt, okay, actually. Okay, okay. This. Yeah. Hmm. There we go. I super didn't clock that, but also I was vaguely falling asleep last night, and then I paused in the middle when my mom called to, like, (laughs) chat about work for 45 minutes, so... Bless her heart. Yes. Um, this forest looks scrumptious. I just want to run through this forest. I mean, we probably could. I mean, it's true. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um... I love how, like, he's just so, like, you're not in trouble. Like, I'm taking care of you. Yeah, yeah. This show at least lets the teenagers recognize that the children are children. If no one else has recognized that for them. So, okay, here's the thing. I remember, Mm -hmm. so I was a a girl guide for a number of years. And in the teenage program, there's a lot of leadership with younger girls. Yeah. Um, Oh, gosh, this Lord of the Flies moment. (laughs) I know. Protect the princess. Of course, we're like... We think it's Jellybean. I love the reveal of this. I love seeing Shannon Purser again. Agreed. Agreed. I loved seeing um, her in play and, and like, still as an active creepy, character. Just like trying to take care of the kids, trying to dismantle the system. Loved it. Yeah, she's um, literally doing her best within the system and her system just happens to be a D&D cult. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, um, there was like a lot of leadership with the younger kids and something mm. I noticed now looking back is it was a lot easier for me to empathize with the kids then mm. than it is now and right. to sort of guess at what they were feeling because it was less further away. Right. And my theory is that teenagers actually make excellent, not parents, that's not, don't worry, no endorsement mm-hmm. of teenage parenthood, <laughs> let kids be kids, but I think that older mm. kids are actually very good at taking care of younger kids. Right. The camp counselor model. Yeah. I, I would agree. They're not as distant from you in your life journey. And, yeah. And much fresher memories of what it is. Yeah, yeah. I liked this scene. I also liked that Dilton Doily's secret bunker that's been absorbed by several other gangs and still treated like a secret bunker. And literally all of yeah. our leads use it as their murder hole. Um, also, like, of course, 
Ethel knows where this place is. Ethel was here before any of them. Yeah. Right? This is Dilton's hole. Can we take these silly bows off Ethel and, like, not have her be cute? Like, be, like, a a pseudo-adult teenager like the rest of them? You know, I'm cool with her not. Yeah? Just because of who Ethel is in the comics. Oh, okay. Um, she's a gangly, gangly, lanky woman who isn't very high femme, but who leans into some fairly cute femme aesthetics. Um, like... I'm cool for, I'm I'm cool with Shannon Purser's style in this show, um, in contrast with who have, who else we get. Like I like, I loved the 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 like power princess Ethel as much as it was difficult seeing this side character who I want more from in antagonistic roles. Um, the fact that she keeps coming back, she has a plot, she has not died yet, and she's still her like sweet girlish self. I like that. Like, I hope she comes out of this still a princess. Cool. All right. Yeah. Good endorsement. I like it. I can see how the bows are young. Yeah. Um, but I want to embrace that with, with, I guess, given the history of the character of who Ethel is and was. Yeah. I think I'm projecting some of what I dislike about the kind of femininity that I feel is pressed on me. I'm projecting Mm. a little bit of that. Like, I hate bows. Legitimate. Um, bows on underwear just fill me with rage. <laughs> just want to buy a pair of, like, panties without bows on them. Please. Meanwhile, our overall, overall Betty, also a great aesthetic. Love that aesthetic. Let's, I'm just, let's, I'm uh, so glad that Tony gets, like, saved. Yes, I agree. Um, and is now in a position to do something. Sorry, one more time. I was distracted is, is by now, Cheryl saying cuckoo pants. <laughs> is now in a position to do something. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. She's going to go join Jughead, and they're going to spring their ladies out of this hellhole. Of all the characters who I would trust in a in a fix-it situation, in a power situation, like, Tony, Cheryl, Betty. Yeah. And I feel like Tony and Cheryl will fix it with the least collateral. Betty will burn the house down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jughead will be like, how do we do this, like, maybe with a bit of skin missing, but mostly honorably. Yeah, and then Tony's going to make sure that no one dies. You know what? This scene reminds me a lot of um, Hilda and the Ghost Children. Oh, yes. A little bit. Honestly, I walked out of season two with Hilda as solidly my favorite character as well. It's because she's great. Yeah. Love it. Her problem solving is... mm. Have you ever seen the BBC Pride and Prejudice? No, I haven't. She's, it's so She long. has a very minor role and that is a very young woman. Really? And she's just wonderful. Uh, is she a named character? She's Mariah Lucas. She's Charlotte Lucas's okay. younger sister. Super tiny. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Well, she uh, has she has t- t- about ten lines. Some summer binging for us, Chloe. Yeah. Oh, man. That's a great old... <laughs> anyway, never mind. Let's not turn this into the Jane Austen podcast. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe in the summer season. <laughs> so for a second here, I was like, oh, is Edgar going to turn into someone who just wants to save the woman he loves by getting her the right kidneys? A little whiff of Victor Freeze. Yep, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, which I was open to. I didn't want to empathize with the character, but I feel like they're going to make a choice like that for him. That means he's sticking around and there's going to be interesting mm, stuff. Right. But now I'm not sure. I just don't know. I was thrilled to see Evelyn act like an adult and drop the teen mask in this scene. Yeah. Perhaps like, for the first time. Um... The only thing that's weird about it is that, like, this char- this actor is younger in real life than a lot of the teenagers on right, the show. Right, right. So, mm. she hasn't quite, she doesn't quite 
pull off the I'm an adult, you're a teenager. Right. Yet. To me, they seem like peers still. Mm. Which mm. I do not, as someone who is 30, I do not particularly feel about 16-year-olds. <laughs> right. Fair. Fair. I have met some mature 16-year-olds in my time, for sure, but that's not the point. <laughs> yeah. I, I, oh, Betty, you're back. I love Betty. Mm-hmm. I love her. Problem-solving Betty, who picks any lock in her way and just has, yeah, the wax balls in your ears. So clever. Oy. Betty, who's using whatever she has available. That oi was for the cat, who... Ryan is petting her, and so she bit me. I don't... <laughs> Cats, man. I, they seem to be affectionate bites. That's not... Doesn't strictly make them better, but... Yeah, maybe let her settle in before you pet her some more. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Fair. Yep. <laughs> anyway, this was creepy. This was a fun reveal, because I had no idea what the farm was about. Yep. And I do have a little bit of the feeling of like, oh, like, we know how the magic trick works. Now I'm a little disappointed. But it's more like we don't get to guess anymore. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And I'm, okay, so I'm pleasantly scene, surprised. This bus I find so scary. Yep. I found this scene, like, this was the only moment in the show where I was like, in this episode, rather, where I was like, <laughs> Yep, real tension. Like, also because there's a child and there's Ethel, neither of whom I feel are safe. Right? Yeah, well, I feel like Ethel can probably take care of herself. She just needs help at this particular moment. Like, I trust Ethel to, like... I just don't trust the show with Ethel or yeah. the random child at this point. Yeah. Um, it was just so good to see Shannon Purser. I just want... Yeah. ...a show with her as the lead, <laughs> please. Yeah. I mean, did, was, didn't she do Sierra Burgess as a loser? And it, from what I hear, was not super great. I don't know. I think someone gave her a Netflix show, but then... People they, made a bunch of bad her, jokes. They probably didn't give her the right role. Yeah, no. I Yeah. Keep working, Shannon Purser. We love you. We will follow you. <sighs> like, I'd never, it, I don't, I know Jughead's not going to die. We've pulled that one. Yeah, I know. It's same with Archie. Like, when yeah. I were like, betting against Archie's life later in the episode, I was like, yeah, it's okay. fine. Okay. Mm-hmm, <laughs> Everyone mm-hmm. calm. Mm-hmm. We, yeah, we've moved past any sense of real danger for our four leads, for me. Yeah. At three seasons in, yeah. To be fair to Ethel, um, mm-hmm. I guess she hasn't had to deal with fending for herself, perhaps in the same way that Jughead has. <laughs> yeah. Which makes, which makes him taking the leadership here more sensible to me. Yeah, like, she's not actively ran from any serial killers in person before, yeah. if I recall. Um, except for that cult. Stop trying to hide from your mom. Your mom knows everything. <laughs> yep. She, Team she mom. She's the every parent. Team mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, she's like, actually, <laughs> I would like to see you kill him. Yep. <laughs> Not kill him, but, like, metaphorically kill him. She's a lawyer. She's sensible. Yep. But efficient. Yes. So interesting getting to know this character better in this arc. Like, what a yeah. strange arc to really get to know um, Molly Ringwald's Wald's character at depth. Um, yeah. Interesting sort of binary projection I realized I brought to the table thinking about this scene, this boxing scene. Um, thinking back a couple episodes to Fred in the audience, kind of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. watching the fight, um, I found myself thinking as the tension in this fight happens... 
oh, Molly Ringwald is going to step in. Molly oh, Ringwald is going to clock this guy. Molly Ringwald is going to pull out a gun and shoot him. Like, th- I had this real sense that mom protectiveness would would jump in here. I don't know that I would have had the same projections or feelings around Fred. Hmm. But I was fully here for when Hiram was going for a, a potentially lethal blow. I was fully expecting Molly Ringwald to leap the heck in. Um, Interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't expect that from Fred. And that's a very, I think, binary assumption that I'm projecting onto each of these parental roles. But, um, yeah. I was surprised that she didn't get to do more. What song is this? Oh, this is Beyonce, uh, Daddy Trouble? Oh, this is, uh, I didn't Beyonce's know this country Beyonce hit. song. Yeah. Uh, Dixie Chicks covered it and did back backtracks for it, Whoa, I believe. Yeah, and cool. it won, it won a country award. Like, oh, Beyonce. Solidly my favorite co- piece of country music in the last decade. Really? Have you, what about You and I by Lady Gaga? No. Really? Daddy oh, Lessons okay. beats it, hands okay. down. I'm gonna for me. check this out. Like, I, I respect and like Lady Gaga, but, yeah. It's it's a song all about a man teaching his daughter, guys like me are trouble, shoot on sight. Yeah. And, I, like... I mean, very fitting for this scene. Yeah. Um, by the way, I'm so glad that Veronica picked Reggie over Archie. Oh! Not interested in Varchie anymore. Totally. Way more interested in... R- 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 Reggie? Reggie? Vereggie. What's the portmanteau? Uh, Do we know? mm, Veggie? Is it veggie? Oh, God. Now it is. Yes. Eat your veggies. Veronica? (laughs) I don't know. These are some really brutal shots and blows. Like... Yeah. I... Bare knuckle boxing is not for the faint of heart, my friends. Also... I mean, this is already illegal, but, like, this was another moment where it's like, your mother's not saying anything? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, like, she is a lawyer, right? I did think, I did think <laughs> while I was in the audience, I was like, okay, if this was my kid, mm-hmm. what would I be, like, what would make me stay in my seat? Yes. And what would make me stay in my seat is, like, he's old enough that I can't be responsible for him anymore. Mm. Um Oof. Fair. Like, he's, like, legally he's not an adult, but in mm-hmm. every other way he's an adult. I mean, after the last three seasons. Yeah. Yeah. But the fact that, like, I can't imagine watching a dude I hated from school. Beat I can't up, watch... Beat up my kid? Oh, right? yeah, cute. I cannot fathom watching, like, a bully from high school beat up on my child and not, like, gah. Yeah. Also... It's the feds. Um, it's the feds. Mm-hmm. Love this. Finally, it gets rated. Well done, Veronica. And lovely moment singing your swan song as the headliner. This was well orchestrated, yeah. Veronica. Like, this was smoothly yeah. done. Great dress also. Mm-hmm. Um, what was I going to say? I was about to say something. Oh, yeah. In the great words of, um, oh, what's his name? The mentor from The Hunger Games. Um, Archie's not gonna die. Don't worry. Woody Harrelson. Yeah, Woody Harrelson. What's his character's name? Oh gosh. Uh, I I know who you mean. I've read the Hamish. fanfic. Hamish. Yes, I've read the fanfic um, about him. In the him. great words of Hamish, um, it's a television show. Of course, it's not real. <laughs> um, of course, mm-hmm. for the plot to advance, Mary Risk. Andrews stays in her seat. <laughs> true. True. 
as much as I want to see Mary Andrews start wailing on Hiram Lodge. True. Like, I really want to see that. Like, bring your yeah. chair, Mary. Yeah. Pick up a crowbar. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe not a crowbar. Whoa, slow down. I don't know. I'm good with that. Maybe just she, a law tome. <laughs> <laughs> Whack. Uh, the, maybe maybe the fact that she's in on this plan to sink Hiram is maybe the one thing that I wasn't paying attention to. Oh, yeah. True. Right? Yeah. That she knows I where this is I want to know how going. they got that shot. It's a spectacular shot with that mm-hmm. spit and landing on the camera. And the, yeah. And the blood and the... Ugh. Did they just, like, how? Yeah. Good timing, feds. This whole... Yeah, and I love, oh, um, FP's glee is just so great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he gets to do some fun things as sheriff. Um, yeah, Archie and Veronica really winning. I'm I'm so here for this win. Like, I feel like... Yeah. This, this is penultimate because I feel like this has been the understated arc this season right like we're getting archie and veronica's arc out of the way before we focus in on the real big end game which is the betty jug plot um i am excited to see how veronica and archie factor into betty and jughead's plot now that they their problems are resolved yeah to a degree you know they aren't resolved but they're not nearly as tense as organ harvesting cult slash the real villain is a boy presumed dead two years ago yeah. <laughs> like, there's a different... Somehow, Ew. taking down the mob boss with a, with a, uh, an FBI sting is the lower stakes plot. And that and it, it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's right for the penultimate plot. Yeah. Marcus Suelos is ripped here. I will, like, give him props for presumably doing a lot of push-ups before every shot. Yeah. Um, like... This man has made himself look very screen prepared, ripped yeah. for I this box. I think talk. he is a person who, if Instagram tells me anything, he presents himself as someone who goes hard at the gym. So I think he probably yeah. is that ripped. But yes, all yeah. all of them do a few reps before they go on camera. <laughs> oh, bodybuilding is a is a world. I won. Yes, you did, Veronica. I hope so. I was like ready for the for the woman from Sarah Florence, the FBI agent, mm. to be on Hiram's side. Mm. I was ready for that, but apparently I was wrong. Endgame. I think you're wrong, Mary. I think yeah, you're wrong about Endgame. Also, like, what an irresponsible thing to say to your teenage son. Slightly sloppy mom move. Yeah. Kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of sloppy there. <clears throat> like trying to be supportive and flippant and use youth speak, I guess. <laughs> She brings it around nicely. Actually, it's all about asking her her opinion. Thanks, yeah. Mary. I'm. I, I think feminist mom is going. Powerful feminist mom is going to be a good perspective in Archie's life. Yeah, totally. I think he needs that. Although I do think that, um, like, and even though he was never explicit about it, Fred was like good feminist ally. Oh, absolutely. Um, if nothing else, his co-parenting with his with a great relationship with his his ex, like. And his treatment of Hermione. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, Fred lived, Fred lived good. Yeah. Fred did good. Also, Luke Perry was buried in a mushroom suit. Ooh. Which means that he was buried in a biodegradable suit. Mm, how that, nice. That, yeah, that treats the body well. Hmm. Makes me very happy. This is a great scene. Yes. Um, Ethel is still so entrenched in... The G and G world, yeah. but is an actor in it, is a yeah. player in it. She makes a decision 
that's not just Gargoyle King. I'm also here for this, that friendship, like the Ethel Jughead. Yes. Potentially also Betty friendship. I think that'd be great. Yeah. An alliance. Yeah. And a friendship. Yeah. Like, I, I still hearken back to, to Ethel's introduction, Veronica trying to be her friend. Yeah. Several times over. But then also, like, supporting her in her sexual assault claim. Yeah. All that stuff. Um... Now, I also love that she goes immediately to Cheryl and Cheryl's like, whatever. And then Betty's like, no, no. And mm-hmm. then Cheryl's like, right. <laughs> Here's a human organ. Yeah. And Cheryl immediately reacts in an appropriate way. Yep. That's absolutely crazy, right? Nope. Here's a kidney. Or That's a heart. Okay, yeah. Is that a liver? I don't know what that is. No, that's that, an organ. that looks like a heart. At a glance, that looks like a heart. Um, which means we're not just taking the the disposable body parts. We're not just taking the spares. Yeah. This is real. Yup. Um, and Cheryl is immediately like, put the pieces together. Yup, yup, yup. Tony's at risk. Boom. I'm going to destroy everything. It's great. Um, bring the human heart, Betty. Yeah, why didn't you bring the human heart? <laughs> Kevin and Fangs might have reacted to the human heart differently, perhaps. But, gosh, Kevin and Fangs disappointed me here. Yeah. They can also just be boyfriends not in a cult. Yeah. It's fine. better. Um, I'm so here for Tony immediately trusting her girlfriend. Like, Cheryl and Tony don't ask twice. Trust. Yeah. Boom. Good. We culted together. We're unculting together. It's great. Um, as much as, like, I'm not even going to touch and open the bag of the... Uh, one black indigenous woman being exploited for her organs and that high tension. But we averted it. We moved on. It didn't happen. Tony has all her organs. Yes. Also, can we talk about how Tony's indigeneity was, like, mentioned once for two episodes and then then never again? Like, it's not like I need, like... Constant identity reminders? Yeah, like, that's not what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that that's appropriate, but, Mm -hmm. like... That's an that's like an in, integral part of the history of Riverdale. Mm-hmm. We're talking about land in this episode, purchasing land. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it's, yep. it's present. Buying the town. Yeah. So disappointed in Kevin Fangs. We're yeah. being attacked. No, you are attacking Betty right now. You are initiating this action, boys. You are doing a bad. And Kevin Fangs <sighs> lose points hard because. The contrast of how Cheryl and Tony snap out of this as well. I really hope Betty doesn't forgive them immediately. That no, cool. I'm not. Oh, yay. Yeah. Beautiful sacrifice. I'm so here for Cheryl's move. For Cheryl's gambit to then beat the crap out of a couple of medical staffers as well. Yeah. Like, no small part of this in my mind is also calculated, but I want to hurt them. Yeah. <laughs> Run, Tony! Mm-hmm. Get help. Fix it out. Fix it all. Bring the poisons. Oh, right. They have two gangs, thankfully. They do? Thankfully, they have two they gangs have... to go against this one gang. They have Peasy Creep and Jughead and Sweepy and... The Sheriff? <laughs> <laughs> right. They also have the law. And potentially the mayor, now that she's not worried about her husband bumping her off. Hypothetically, they own the town. Who knows? Yeah. This was... I hear dogs. 
I also hear dogs. Do you have neighbor dogs, Chloe? Well, we have a backyard dog. Well, yes, but Pearl doesn't bark. She She's barked in this life. Aw. Pearl's just a giant, giant okay. ancient fluffball. She's not that ancient. She's seven years old. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. She has the she's attitude just, of, she, of, a, yeah. of, a, of, a, of a chill old house dog. She lumbers until she plays. I love Pearl. She is a good dog. I hear more noises. Anyway, <laughs> um, here's here's the love triangle that almost was and is no longer. Very swift stroke. Thank you. I hate love triangles. They bore me. Avert, avert, avert. Carry on. Yeah. Reggie and Veronica have good chemistry. They do. I mean, they're dating in real life, so. Yeah. Archie and Veronica have fine chemistry and are drawn to each other. <sighs> yeah. But they don't actually share interests and hobbies and stuff. Yeah, they're right? good at working together. I mean, they're good at working with each other. I wouldn't even say they're good at working together necessarily. Archie is good at taking orders from Veronica. <laughs> yes, yes. Not the so grounding of a super strong. True. But Reggie, I don't know. I feel like, I, I feel like they actually get along better. Yeah. You know? Like they seem to complement each other, whereas Archie and Veronica contrast each other nicely. I don't know. This what is makes a awful. Relationship. This is like this was the other scene in the episode where I was like, ah, like my butt clenched a little. You know what I mean? Like I was just yep. like, Ugh. <laughs> the the double blow of Cheryl locked in the window. Like that was a very real feeling scene. Yeah. And this scene, this writhing, I don't know what's going to happen, medical anesthesia, horror. Yeah. Like, this culmin- This is a real beautiful culmination of horror genre. Right? The, like, the, the, we're, we're calling back to all of these trope urgen, urban legend horror stories. The stolen organs, the forced medical... Yeah. There's this Ugh. very dated mid-20th century Americana fear to a lot of these these strokes oh my god this is terrifying yep i really don't want betty to lose an organ i hope this gets interrupted before it concludes but yep we'll see where the next episode picks up is tony gonna bump into jughead in the graveyard in the dark and they're just gonna run back because i'd be into that uh, yes jughead with a shovel yeah and a motorbike Mm-hmm. he's taking on worse odds yeah <laughs> what do mm-hmm. you need what more do you need just tony just Tony is all we need to find out that Jason Blossom maybe isn't dead. Yeah. Okay, I'm impressed that this show has assembled a mystery that surprised me this much. Yeah, it's totally surprising. I, I, will, I will give big kudos. I really did not see this all coming. And this show, this episode threw a lot of new twists at me that I was, yeah. that I was truly surprised by. Yeah. And I liked that. I liked being surprised in good ways this week. I'm excited for next week. Be- yeah. This, this, this episode set me up really good. It resolved my, my less preferred plot of Archie. It resolved yeah. the Veronica that was bubbling uh, under the surface. And it left us with the two big introduced season arcs. Um, with two lead characters who are essentially unaccounted for and available to engage in different interesting ways. I'm excited to see how Veronica and Archie, you know, having achieved whatever they've achieved, what they can contribute to the season finale plot. Because I, I want to see how they fit into the cult, into the G&G now that their business is done. That makes sense? 
I feel that, yes. Yeah. I'm excited to see them playing in a more interesting swimming pool than they have been in their own heads and businesses. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm interested for them to kind of come back together, like, as sort of as you're saying. Like, this has been a very, like... Four Fra- plots. Fragmented season, not in, yeah. not necessarily in a bad way. I just didn't like it particularly. Each each of each of our four leads was on a very individual journey. Yeah. Um. And even the moments of connectedness, the round table conversations where they kind of compare notes and assess who's out to who's really out there this week. Mm-hmm. We all reel mm-hmm. Betty in, but it turns out she's right. That sort of stuff. Yeah. Um. They haven't like. Other than Jughead and Betty co-investigating, I don't think that their plots have been widely tied together. We've had yeah. the Varchi arc, mm-hmm. um, and very separately, Betty's arc, Jughead's arc, mm-hmm. moving, it seems, together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, I didn't expect this Jason Blossom tying the farm to the G&G plot link either, but I'm, I'm here for it. I'm excited to see... I'm excited. There's an unexpected that I can't guess, I can't predict, yeah. and I I am open to a number of possibilities next week. Yeah, yeah, me too. I um I I'm not feeling the same level of tension that I did. The, mm. uh, sorry, at the end of last season, but I'm still really interested in where the show concludes and how yeah. and how on earth they come up with a season four. Yes, well, like this time last season, it was like is Jughead dead. Old Riverdale oh, yeah. is rioting. Um, it was oh, a very yeah. <laughs> different arc of tension yeah. last season. I, well, I'm also thinking of the scene in the graveyard with Chick and the Black Hood. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That, yeah. true, true. Hmm. So, very different season. Very, very different. different season. I'm here for the, the ending of it next week. I'm here for a big blowout. Yeah. So, so. Come, come back next week, gang, for a big blowout, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Till then, I'm Ryan. I'm Chloe. This has been the Riverdale Gang. See you next week.